the Jordan episode. Hey, hey. <laughs> episode 23. 23, two, three hours. Yes, here. sir. God podcast. Back again. Back in effect. Back again. Yes, sir. Your host, Paul and Ryan. Yeah, it's Ryan and Paul. You know, episode we, 23. Here to get to the shits. We're ready. We got we got a bunch of topics. So let's hop right into it. Where you want to start? Ooh, uh, man, let's start, let's start uh to the one that's on everybody's mind, you know, with all these shutdowns and stuff. Let's talk about the, the virus and the vaccine. Let's talk okay. about Pfizer okay. and, and bio BioNTech, right? Yes, sir. Pfizer BioNTech. That is the uh first vaccine that is uh I guess available or being sent out. Obviously, we know that Moderna has one as well. I think there's another company out there as well. So there should be some competitors or variations on the block soon enough. But Pfizer is the first one that is available. Um, what do you think? What if uh, what have you heard about it? So ninety year old woman actually in England was the first one to take the Pfizer uh vaccine. Um she has she hasn't had any adverse effects. Uh no. and actually two days ago the FDA just cleared uh Pfizer and BioNTech for the district for the emergency distribution of their vaccine in the United mm-hmm. States. Um yeah. I'll just kind of read through some of the information and if you guys haven't checked it out yet. Uh, some of the side effects it said is nausea, redness around the shot area, um, chills, uh, you know, the basic. And the normal, you know, the normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you read any medicine, it, it pretty much says that same thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now, one of these side effects that I guess caused caution was that some people had, you know, a minute amount a very small amount had some severe allergic reactions that made in the uk and and made doctors kind of say that this vaccine shouldn't be taken by anybody with severe allergies so basically if you have to walk around with an EpiPen, you shouldn't be taking this vaccine um but most of us don't have that so you know everything should still be good and that's not uncommon from other vaccines. You know, right. if you're severely allergic and you're at that spot where you have to carry around an EpiPen, you know, you should be taking precaution, regardless of what vaccine that you're taking, you know, a flu shot or this shot, it's going to be the same thing. Um, I guess there was another story that had caused some caution in some people, um, but it was four people who were active in the trials. So before the vaccine got sent out to the public, four people had developed Bell's palsy. Mm, Now, you know, a few people were like, you know, what is this? Um, The doctors and the FDA had both said that it most likely was not caused by the vaccine. Um, In 2001, somebody had developed Bell's palsy from a flu shot. Um, But, you know, I guess when you read up on Bell's palsy, the cause is still not really known. You know, it just kind of develops in people. So one of those things is like, can you actually say that this vaccine did this to these people? The doctors right now are saying no. Um, At first, the article that had dropped had said that they just had it. Now I'm reading that it was temporary. Mm. So, you know, that's four out of what, 20,000 or so people who have 
taking it. And that was in the trials as well. So, you know, just a few stories out there that have been kind of adding to the public skepticism. But, you know, the doctors are are letting you know that this is normal with every vaccine. Um, Even the Bell's palsy thing really shouldn't deter anybody from seeking out this vaccine just because it's it's not the norm it's an exception and you know we can't attribute it to the vaccine and also for uh bell's palsy itself it's it's right now we don't know in general vaccine or not you know people who have that we don't even know how it comes about so it's one of those things where you know these people might have developed it with or without the vaccine so you can't say that so and, and right now in today's world 2020 disinformation is so rampant oh yeah you know, it's yeah. just so much you know because uh, the first place i saw that was at the daily mail right and right i'm pretty right. sure everyone is like the daily mail all right right you know exactly. so <laughs> what, what was your source guy you yeah. know what i mean like now you know they did have real quotes from the fda but you know the way that they write the article how they present the article it's it's a clickbait thing you know exactly. so exactly. you gotta you gotta definitely verify your sources and verify where you're getting your news from so here at the Kai, we encourage everybody to look it up and read it for themselves the fda has yes, information sir. out on it uh Pfizer has information out on it um it's all open to the public even us mm-hmm. you know i mean we're a source of news i guess you know what i mean it, it, it's exactly. so, speak, so it's like but uh man different like i said disinformation is rampant out here make sure you do your own research make sure you do your own research um i'm excited how do you think this uh oh yeah definitely i was i was just gonna ask how, how do you think this vaccine is going to help us you know uh get back to a quote-unquote normal or you know a, a, po- a pre-covid world do you think the vaccine can help us get back there or do you think you know, the vaccine could not only help us get back to a normal way of life, but help, I guess, boost the economy, help improve the economy, help yeah, I was businesses about to say open that, back up. That that, that kind of touches on uh, that subject, you know, we, we want to talk about is the economy, right? The state of the economy. I feel like yep. that uh, first and foremost, coronavirus has changed everything. Like, if you don't realize that by now, like, coronavirus has changed everything. That job that mm-hmm. might have laid you off, that job that might have been there previously, it's, might not be there right now. And that's because yeah. people are working more remotely or companies have found other ways to get around needing those types of positions, right? So you got to reinvent yourself. I think mm-hmm. that uh, this whole thing has been obviously a curse, but it's been a gift somewhat just because um, – people it kind of forces people to step outside their their comfort zone and step outside their little bubble and actually see what's happening in the world here you know Mm -hmm. adapt to the change and um man be a little bit more cautious i mean i can't even tell you how many times i've gone to bars and restaurants and you see somebody walk out without washing their hands oh yeah it's nasty yeah it's nasty but it It was nasty before but now it's like even worse it's like come on yeah exactly right now it's like like taboo like you know yeah <laughs> like somebody uh, almost stop you and say something like mm-hmm. you know what are you doing um, exactly but it's one of those things man i, I feel like that uh us having the the vaccine even though you know it'll be distrib- distributed um probably yearly now is what i'm hearing right i'm hearing cause yeah i'm hearing that this thing can mutate like the flu um so 
uh, if they're distributing yearly, that, that's not going to take away from us being that much more cautious moving forward. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that's how we change the an economy. I mean, it, it, you know, things are going to be different, man. A lot of a lot of services are going to be hands off. You know, a lot of services they're going to they're going to try to uh, they might try to um, you know use more technology versus people, right? Well, of course, we was um, we was going in that direction. Um, yeah, Andrew Andrew Yang used that as a big uh, selling point to his campaign um, automation and how we can adapt to that. So you know that's definitely something that everyone should start looking into now. Just how to adapt to the ever evolving world, how to stay current, stay fresh, not get left behind. Yeah, um, yeah. And one thing about the economy that I wanted to uh, bring up was that I was watching uh, this one cook on on YouTube and he has a few restaurants in San Diego and he was kind of upset at the uh, governor placing a ban. You know, a lot of states with the recent spike have been putting bans back on indoor dining. And, you know, already, I guess, you know, people like me, I, I, I've just stayed away. I've strayed away from indoor dining at all. Like I haven't dined inside for this whole year, but that hasn't stopped me from takeout. So I look at, you know, everyone and I'm like, what's the problem? Like, you know, get takeout. Uh, but for a lot of these businesses, takeout might not be all that they need to stay afloat. So they have the outdoor dining. Now that it's getting cold, that kind of seems like, that opportunity is is running away from them so what you've seen i don't know if you've seen it but i've definitely seen it is some of these businesses have kind of either put up tents or or bubbles so it's a little funny to me you know it's like this is 2020 but you you know what's the difference from sitting in a bubble outside to just sitting inside no difference you're you're inside so i understand why some of these businesses are kind of frantic but you know, you can't you can't just build another business right outside of your business and and act like it's outside. So it's one of those things where some of these you know some businesses have to get creative to stay afloat exactly. because it's just not going to work. You know, you can't fight science. That's what I hope a lot of people also learn. You can't fight science. So yeah, I, I feel like I 100% agree with you. <laughs> Let me rewind. I 100% you know? <laughs> agree with you. I'm not against the restaurants, but it's like, come on. It's like some of these places you see, you see them, you see them, you know, they got their restaurant, their brick and mortar, and then next Mm -hmm. to it, it's like this, you know, tent house, you know what I mean? With a a heater in it and a big, Mm -hmm. you know, and a projector, and you still got, you know, 100 people in there. I mean, to to be honest with you, man, I don't know how any of this is helping us at this point. (laughs) I feel like, I mean, because you got states like like Colorado, you got states like, uh, you got states like Cali, you know, you got states like, like you know, Virginia, Washington, whatever, mm-hmm. um, who are locking down, who are doing the social distancing, who are doing all of this. But then you got states like Georgia, you got states like Florida, you got states that are just like Texas. They've are, never shut down. They're open, wow. like they're open. So it's it's kind mm-hmm. of it's kind of a uh, you know perception right now. You know, it's like who's right and who's wrong. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they, you know they—they're not even thinking about you know what we're talking about right now because they're mm-hmm. like, "Hey, if you're gonna catch it, you're gonna catch it," or they feel like, "Hey, you know, our, our numbers exactly. haven't, haven't moved, um, 
haven't moved since the beginning of this thing, which we know to be to be false. Uh, I saw mm. the numbers coming in from Thanksgiving. They were talking about the Thanksgiving surge of the virus. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's it's you know who's right and who's wrong, right? You just got to protect yourself at this point, honestly. Yeah. And I think that's that's why the vaccine is so important, especially to the U.S. Uh, I just read an article. I, I saw something that, you know, and I think it might have been even a month old, man, saying New Zealand's fully back open right now. Said it said that they have okay. zero cases. But you they, see, they 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 locked down. They they, they followed the protocol. They yeah. locked down at the beginning. And we talked about mm-hmm. this off the air, right? They locked down yep. for a hard two, two, three weeks. At the beginning, mm-hmm. the government covered everybody's costs. And now they now they're fully back up in operation. Mm-hmm. But, so that's what I'm saying, man. You know, who's you know, it's uh no, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, whose ideology is right, you know? Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, you know, lucky for us, land of the free, home of the brave. It's a double-edged you know I mean? sword. <laughs> Nobody wants to be told what to do. So we're going to have to find out the hard way. So yeah. Yeah. be hard-headed in America, man. We'll we'll learn hey, man, at one point. Country of rebels, right? The revolution. You know, it, it's one of those things where you know, when, when next year hits and that transition happens and Biden, you know, takes office, he's already he's already said that um, he's placing Fauci back into a position of, you know, an advisory position for him. So, you know, while while the previous administration with Trump had sought to kind of discredit and kind of, I guess, quiet Fauci. Um, Biden's taking an initiative to say, you know, we're we're going to uh, follow the scientists. We're going to follow the doctors, and hopefully, the rest of America can follow the lead and, you know, order takeout instead of try to sit inside restaurants. Maybe, you know, stay in the house a little bit more than you've been doing. Uh, you know, hopefully, wear your mask keep using hand sanitizer. I mean, everything that we should have been doing for this whole year, you know, like it's just, you know, hopefully we all, we all follow. And, and the good thing is that there are vaccines out there. Pfizer's already available. Moderna's on the way, Uh a few other companies. So, you know, you're going to have options and hopefully everybody gets the vaccine and, you know, we can start to move forward. Yeah. Protect yourself. And on that note, uh, since we brought up the economy, um, reinvent, reinvent yourself. I know a lot of people yep. are out of work right now, and a lot mm-hmm. of people are trying to find something to do. Uh, even though some industries are dying, some industries probably won't come back. And, you know, uh, I feel bad for the mom and pops, especially, right, the small businesses. Oh, yeah. um, there are companies out here that are doing well. Uh, I look mm-hmm. at the numbers for uh, Cyber Monday. They made $10 billion in online sales. Big companies, yep. right? Yep. So, you know, some companies are out of business. Other, other companies are making a mint right now. Uh, Amazon. Come on now. Yeah. We don't even really yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just them. ordered. I just ordered from Amazon. You know, Christmas shopping. I'm not, I'm not going in any stores. So right, right, exactly. Prime is going to be pulling up to the door like 10 times a day in this next uh, few weeks. So Hey, and low key, the post office, they posted something up in my building about their hiring. <laughs> so okay. Okay. So, so obviously somebody made a mistake in down trying to downsize the post office, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, 
back yeah, at it, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they, and they and they pay well. They pay well. Got good yeah. benefits. They hire. Them. They hire. Them. So hey, uh, don't be mad. UPS is hiring. Hey, they hire. They hire, man. Yes, sir. Now you know. Speaking on uh, COVID, we got to say rest in peace to Debo, aka yeah. Tiny Lister. Tiny um, Lister. If you if you didn't know who Tiny Lister was. Um, he did play the iconic Debo role, the bully in Friday. Uh, he had caught COVID earlier this year. He had recently just passed. And while he had recovered from COVID, uh, what they are saying in, you know, you know, they haven't, they haven't named a, you know, a specific cause of death just yet. Um, but all the symptoms that they said he was, he was experiencing before he passed or, like COVID related. So shortness of breath, fever, um, nausea, tiredness, all of that. So um, right now people think that he had caught COVID again and, you know, didn't win that battle, but um, rest in peace to Debo, tiny Lister, rest in peace. Rest in peace, man. Iconic, iconic. If you haven't watched Friday, watch the Friday, uh, um, shoot, I want to say trilogy, but it's really a sequel, though, right? <laughs> it's a mm-hmm. couple of Fridays out featuring Ice Cube and uh, and other uh, comedians, Mike Epps, and, um, of course, Chris Tucker. But, uh, yeah. man, I grew up on that, man. Debo? Yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on, Come man. On. You, know, you got knocked out. You know what I'm saying? One time. Everybody knows coach. that scene. Everybody knows that scene, man. Yeah, yeah. Shout out. And he, I think he was a wrestler as well. I think he was a wrestler as well, so. Yeah, you know he he had a he had an illustrious career. Uh, I know Friday was was the thing that really solidified him in the culture. But mm-hmm. you know, rest in peace, man. Hey, and uh, shout out uh, on that note too. Uh, talking about the culture, shout out to our last two episodes, Jose and uh, man, loaded. Oh yes, sir. Loaded clips. You know, yes, sir. Um, Two homies that um, I've you know come to know being involved in uh, Joe Budden podcast focused discords. Um, Yose being a young R&B talent um, in Algeria and North Africa. Uh, Loaded Clips being a content creator for the Joe Budden podcast. He compiles clips. He also has his own analysis with Pod Center and Honest Conversations. Uh, check out his latest Honest Conversations episode that had just dropped yesterday. I think he also had a new compilation clip, uh, compilation video that had just dropped yesterday, but both were great interviews. I learned a lot. Um, you know, it's amazing who you meet with just, you know, having similar interests, you know, who, who would have ever thought that me listening to somebody else's podcast, Joe Butter's podcast could, you know, put me in the vicinity of, you know, other talents, other creatives. And, and not only that, but, you know, now obviously we speak about things outside of the pod, you know, exactly. getting interested in, in Yosei's career, seeing, you know, learning that uh, Loaded Clips has a, you know, computer science degree and, and you know, uh, a young child. He's married. You know, they got they got lives outside of the pods. So you know, it, it's right. cool to see. It's cool to see. You know, sometimes where life takes you, just with your interests and whatnot. So yeah, and how, and how shout out to both of them. Yeah, and how, how uh, careers and um, 
man, opportunities can develop organically just by being involved in networking. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yes, I mean, sir. look. I mean, look at us. We started this thing. I mean, neither one of us, you know, was into really podcasting. Yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We just started doing it, so it's just mm-hmm. you know, it just kind of developed organically, and we kept rolling with it because we like doing it. We generally like doing it. Um, exactly, and all the people uh, that we've met ac- along the way. Exactly. You know, shout out to everybody we've had on the podcast. It's from all walks of life so far and i'm interested to see who we you know talk to in the future so you know it's That's definitely cool. you know a blessing that you know just like you said just organic you know just who knew this would you know blossom out of just playing fortnite <laughs> on the sticks. Hey, hey, shout out to fortnite too shout yes, out sir to yes sir hey hey um yeah if you uh if you really think about it bro um Man, he introduced us to some stuff and introduced you to, introduced you to some stuff. We were talking about Clubhouse, right? Yeah, yeah, you, you yeah, 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 yeah. And that was one of the subjects that you wanted to touch on for something. Yeah, man. Academic. So, yes, sir. Um, yesterday, um, yesterday on uh, on Clubhouse. So, if you don't know, you know, we spoke on we spoke about this new app during the loaded episode, but it's it's this uh, voice chat only so there's no text there's no pictures it's just you know voice chats you know you open up rooms with a topic and you know depending on if it's open or closed the public can join um right now it's invite only so it's a six degrees of separation type of thing uh the majority of people on there right now seem to have come from the entertainment industry and uh yesterday academics uh hip-hop reporter some call him a slime ball, but you know, academics had uh <laughs> no no hate, no hate to academics. I'm just I'm just letting you know he's a polarizing figure. But you know, academics he had joined the app, and anytime somebody joins the app, a welcome room opens up. So apparently he had joined this welcome room, it blew up. Um, you know, he he was talking to people, Mace had joined, and you know, I, I went to see, you know, what's going on. His co-host from Everyday Struggle, Nadeski and Wayna were in there. You know, everyone was just kicking it. They're having fun. He was talking about his career. He was talking about, you know, what he thinks of the app. People started making jokes. They were like, you know, let's bring people up to the stage so they can roast academics. It was all in good fun. Um, as I start scrolling the app, I see I see another room by, you know, started by DJ L and, and a few other Chicago heavy hitters. Um, DJ L, if you don't know, was one of the founders of the drill sound that we know today, you know, the Chicago drill sound. So he started off, you know, producing for King Louis, uh, Chief Keef, um, Lil Durk. So all of all of the uh, pioneers of the Chicago drill sound. But, you know, he he had he was in this room that was like academics built his career off the deaths of Chicago rappers. Um, If you don't understand that reference when academics was first making a name for himself before he, you know, had a face, he, he was just this anonymous guy who would give his commentary on hip hop. And when drill was blowing up and a lot of people were interested and wanted to know what was going on in Chicago because the music was so raw and so real that it kind of went past the music. So, you know, if, if you're familiar with drill music, 
you know, a lot of people were speaking on neighborhood beefs, personal beefs, um, you know, very, in a very raw way. So, you know, a lot of people would drop names. They wouldn't be subliminal. They would drop names. They say what they're going to do, when they're going to do it, how they're going to find people. So, you know, that to the outside world is very intriguing. And then when you figure out that it's real, it's not just, you know, studio gangsters, or it's not just you're rapping about a distant past. You know, these people are right rapping about what's going on right this minute. Um, You know, naturally people get entrenched and they want to know what's going on. So here comes academics. He's reporting on it. He's breaking down songs. He's letting you know who got who, who's an enemy of who, and the way that he reports it rubbed people the wrong way because he didn't just report it. Um, He reported it with what he calls satire. So he would call somebody like Little Reese, Chicago's Grim Reaper, or he would call people demons and he would call, you know, he would just, you know, I think one time he even said something about someone ran up the scorecard, you know, after, you know, such and such had, you know, killed such and such, you know, so, so he was one of these people who was speaking on it, like if it was, yeah, he was speaking on it as as if it was a NFL game or something like, oh, someone got this, someone got this. And you remember in this song, he said this. So, you know, these people were putting out their own content and this is their own life that is actually going on. But just like a school fight, you know, if you have somebody standing to the side and being like, you gonna let him say that? You gonna let him say that about you? He, you know, it's kind of like he's an instigator. Right. Whereas some comments or some songs might just be put out there and forgotten. Academics is the one who's reporting on it and making sure that everybody knows who's saying what about who. So, you know, over the years, the big criticism on ACK is that he fueled a lot of these uh, Chicago murders. While it was already a tense situation in Chicago, that style of reporting just fueled it because people wanted their name in his videos. They thought that they were going to get clout. Uh, but anyway, that's that's what he was talking about. I entered that room. They were very upset in that room. Now, they were all talking about going to Axe room to speak to him live and direct, as you can on that app. And they were all like, you know what, let's, let's calm down here. We don't want to, you know, bark at the man. We just want to speak to him and, and see if we can change him, see if there's growth to be had here. So, you know... With all that said, DJ L, DJ Oreo, a few of these Chicago guys, they go over to the ACK room. They get put on stage so they can speak to ACK. It starts off well. Obviously, people from Chicago are passionate. So, you know, DJ L goes from a place of, you know, you know, we just want to speak to you to yelling, you know, that's why you a bitch, you bitch ass nigga, this, this and that. <laughs> You know, there's people who are in the room who are Axe friends, so they're kicking him off stage. They're muting him. He's going back on stage. So it got really tense in there. Um, DJ Oreo seemed to be the guy who who kind of, I, you know, I, you know, kept his, uh, kind of kept it cool and level-headed. So, you know, that's kicked off probably a two or three hour convo with academics on accountability that they felt that he should take for his role played in some of the Chicago beef. 21 Savage was the moderator. So he was kind of, you know, trying to make sure that everybody got their comments out when they needed to. Um, But from there, 
it just turned into a whole, you know, academics versus the industry. Uh, Meek Mill had joined in and, you know, somebody recorded this. So the whole conversation is on YouTube. But um, Meek Mill had joined the room. Meek and Ack have had problems because it's not just a Chicago issue. Once he moved away from Chicago, you know, there's other beefs to report on. So when you report on beef, it turns into this thing where, you know, you're, are you perpetuating it? You're perpetuating it. So, you know, I mean, you know Meek us, Mill, yeah. He, us he being from Chicago, right? You being we in know, We know, we know, yeah. You know how this goes, man. It's like, look, mm-hmm. dude, like you, you, you behind, you know, you a keyboard warrior. Exactly. That's what, you're, that's what they were saying. You're a keyboard warrior and you're pushing beefs that are real, that are very real. You, you know, mm-hmm. you're perpetuating the violence in the, and, and, and I mean, let's call it in the black community and probably other communities as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, I, I, you know, any real street dude or any any person who's you know privy to that type of lifestyle or who's witnessed it or who's felt it you know who's been affected by it knows that you know words have power and words yes, and words can be life or death so mm-hmm. um i get it man you know it, I, i'm not surprised a guy like me and, and some of these guys you mentioned in 21 savage are involved because it's like man bro like you don't even know what you're doing right yeah, now 21, he was he was kind of stepping up for act because I guess 21 had done an extensive interview with him. So they had spent some time together. So he kept saying, you know, act is a good dude. You know, he says what's on his mind. This is his job. But he was also, you know, saying like, you know, he was telling act like this is why people don't rock with you. You know, this is why, you know, you got to be a little bit more sensitive at this, this. And 21 actually told Meek and other rappers in there, he said, you know, we can be upset at Ak, but we are also the ones posting this content. You know, a lot of times Ak, he's not going to just make something up or create the content. He's really looking, he has a whole team looking at people's social media. So if you post something salacious on your, you know, story on Instagram, if, if, you know, there's a picture with you holding a gun, if there's a picture, you know, all of that is getting reposted on his page to say, look, this is what such and such is doing. This is what this is doing. You know, do, does he have positive stories? Sure. But we know that's not really what drives clicks. So right. a lot of his content is po- is reposting stuff that, you know, you know, Meek was in there upset saying, you know, you posted a picture of me at a video shoot and somebody had a gun, I was on probation. And then, you know, you posting that and you knowing I was on probation, probation, you can get me caught up. Now, the next rebuttal in the room was, well, you posted that picture. So if you know that you're in probation and you know that there's a gun in there, why are you posting that content? You got some kind of responsibility. Yeah, so accountability you know it it went on for it went on for three hours but that's the type of thing man clubhouse kind of puts these industry figures on a level playing field as everybody else and everybody's got questions so you know that's kind of it's a powerful platform yeah that's the content that the platform kind of cultivates so you know act thought he can just slide in and have some fun talking to some people and shooting the shit but you know people saw him and they showed up and they said you know you got to answer for these things now at the end of the three hours meek said i ain't got nothing else to say i'm glad i could say this i'm glad we came to an understanding 
you know, Meek said, I'm glad, or Ax said he, he was glad he can come to an understanding and explain some things. So hopefully, um, hopefully Ax starts to move with a little caution in the future. Um, but he also agreed to donate to some Chicago funds. So, you know, let's see if he actually does donate, but from what I direction. heard, yeah, from what I heard last night, it seemed that everybody got their grievances out directly to the man's face and he can, he can speak back to them and he can uh, kind of start to take some accountability and, and start to move and, you know, repent or pay for any damage that he's caused. So yeah, man, it was a eventful night. And as I said on Twitter, I said, this is all Ashanti's fault. I stand by that <laughs> because, um, you know, she was scheduled to have a versus last night against Keith Cole. And, you know, last minute she said she caught COVID. So mm-hmm. they were trying to figure out ways to do it. Uh, when versus really started popping off at the beginning of this year, um, versus started as something just like you and me are doing you know we're in our respective places but we're being connected by the internet right so if you and me were both artists we'd be playing our music you know over ig live um so at first i was thinking maybe they can do that but they just ended up canceling it and you know postponing it for whenever she gets better um but you know the obvious joke was you know for a while you know people like joe budden and a few other people it was 50-50, but, you know, some of the louder noises and uh, louder voices in the culture were saying that Keisha had uh, Ashanti or she had the edge on Ashanti where, you know, Ashanti had hits, but they felt like Keisha had a stronger catalog. So, you know, to me, I, I got mixed feelings. I was going I got with Ashanti. Feelings. I was going with Ashanti. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got mixed feelings about that. But, she got, she got you know, I only say all that because, you know, the joke was that, you know, does she have COVID or was she calling out sick? So right, right, right. it was one of those things where I said, hey, now that that void was left and people were just sitting at home bored, it was the perfect storm to right. just go at academics because everyone was just sitting around with nothing else to do. Right, but, right. Well, what will... What were you, what were your uh, thoughts on this uh, versus that didn't happen? Uh, I, I, I agree with you, man. I, I was leaning I was leaning Ashanti's way because a lot of people yep. forget, forget, man. Like she got a catalog with Murder Inc. You know what I mean? I yes, don't, I don't, I don't yes, know if, sir. That, if that music is tied up because of contracts or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But I mean, sure. I mean, Ashanti and Ja Rule for that fact. They were. They, I mean, They were heavy. They were heavy in this for a while. Yes. So I mean, yes. Keisha, yeah, Keisha got some heat. I'm sure, but I think that Ashanti's catalog might be a little longer. You know. Yeah. I, I think, think it might be forget, a man. Yeah. People forget. And Keisha Cole, you know, she, her career kind of popped off after Ashanti. I don't think they were making music during the, you know, at the same time. Right. So there could be a little recency bias there. You know, I mean, yeah. I remember Keisha's she, music, but come on. Right. Exactly. And, and Ashanti was actually just on a song with the baby, wasn't he? When yeah. She, yeah. She yeah. So she's baby. still out here. So she can like, play that if she wants, you know. Where she <laughs> Hey, where Keisha That's fair at? game. Where's That's fair at? game. Yeah. <laughs> where's she at? You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, not to be whatever, but, you know, call a spade a spade. But I'm happy we kind of got into this conversation because, man, hip-hop on Oh, the- yeah, they did. They did uh, announce – my bad. I was going to say they did announce a new Versus just yeah. a few minutes ago. So, yeah. hot off the press, breaking news. Bam, 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 bam. We got E-40 versus Too Short. Two Bay Area legends. You feel me? 
You feel me? So yeah, man, they had to they had to come back, and they couldn't yeah. just leave us sure. hanging on a canceled to be announced versus. So yeah, that's yeah, a hot versus dog and, 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 and forty water. water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, real <laughs> ones know those names. Short real dog and forty water. Come on, cuz. Come on. Tell man. me when to go. Hey, nigga, His give me face. Give me six. Some hyphy <laughs> music. Yeah. Now this is a tough matchup, bro, because they're both tough, legends. Tough. You can't you can't necessarily sit there and say one has a longer catalog than the other because E forty, he's got he's got music for days. Too short, he's got music for days. Like they both got you know deep catalogs. They both have multiple classics, like classics. This is facts. Strong. So. Man. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm I can't. I can't call it, man. I can't call it. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, I, and I know some people listening to this, you don't even know who Too Short and E40 is. But. Do you do your do just <laughs> do your due diligence? Get on your streaming platforms and brush up. You That's got right. you got like two weeks before before the show. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your yeah, mind man. right. Get your knowledge up real quick. Come on, this is, uh, come it's, on, it's gonna be an epic. It's gonna be shout ugly. out the Bay Area. Yeah, shout out to the Bay. And uh, since we're talking about verses, I was gonna go another direction, but man, versus. Yeah. Um, I told you I read that article saying that uh, what's his name? Pookie Loke. Pookie Loke. Yeah, his son. His son. His son was uh, and if you guys don't know who that is, if you haven't seen it, um, Gucci Man and Jeezy did a did a verses not too long ago, and obviously, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, if you're a hip hop fan, or if you're in the you know, know about the their 15 year beef. Yeah, yeah, they've been beefing for a long time. Uh, Gucci and Jeezy did not like each other. I mean, I, I guess you know they're on, they're on that grown man now. I kind of I respect yeah. that. You know what Jeezy was saying, but uh, Gucci and uh, Jeezy did not like each other for a long time, and there were allegations. Not at all. There were yes, allegations sir. that that one of Jeezy's guys tried to kill Gucci, uh, but then he got killed. So Pookie Loke. Yeah, so Pookie Loke was an artist on uh, an artist signed to Young Jeezy. Mm-hmm. Um, the allegations were that under Jeezy's direction, that Pookie Loke. I mean, Jeezy did have a song where he said, "Go, you know, bring me Gucci's chain." He put a ten thousand dollar bounty on Gucci's chain. But you know, those are just rap lyrics. The allegations are that Jeezy's actual artist took those rap lyrics as actual orders, went to go retrieve that chain. Um, He busted into Jeezy's place with, you know, guns. Gucci. And and Gucci stood his ground and, you know, he he did shoot Pookie Loke in self-defense. And ever since then, he has named Pookie Loke in multiple diss tracks against Jeezy, basically saying, you know, I put your partner in the dirt. He he had said those same lines to Jeezy during the verses. And I guess what you're telling me is that the aftermath of that verses and bringing all of that history back up has put Pookie Loke's son in danger. So yeah. now people have been sending death threats to Pookie Loke's son. Exactly. Yeah, that's what the article said. Um, and this is just another example, man, of uh, the perpetual, you know, how words have meaning, right? Yep, just like we were talking about with that. Exactly. Well, words have meaning, man, and just bringing that up, you know, especially right now in, in a time of economic strife, right? People are out of work. Um, COVID has everybody locked down and kind of going a little bit more crazy. 
Um, man, people mm-hmm. do crazy things, right? They start feeling some kind of way about some old stuff that might have happened. So he said he opened some wounds. Exactly, exactly. So he 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 said, and and we know we know fans, man. Fans sometimes take things, yeah, you know, to an, another another uh, another level, and. You know, I, I say fans because I, I don't necessarily want to say it's somebody from Gucci's camp or it's somebody because, you know, a lot of people, I guess, were affected by this beef. A lot of people grew up on both artists. And if you are in the city of Atlanta, you might have taken it more seriously than anybody else. You know, other people might look at it as a music beef or, or you know, an Atlanta beef, something that's going on there. But, you know, we forget that outside of just your rap entourage, both artists have families. You know, both artists are integral parts of the community. So, you know, they employ people. And when people are connected to you in some way, they might not be right up under you, but it could be, you know, you're somebody's cousin and they know it, right? And people, you know, could say something to you in passing and now you feel like you got to do something. So, you know, we don't know who's sending these threats, but when you reopen these wounds, you're kind of, not just reopening wounds for you and the other person, but it's your whole team. It's people who are connected to your team. It's your family, people who are connected to your family. So, you know, a lot of people feel that they have to step up and do something drastic for honor to protect your name. So that's what seems like is going on right now. You know, some, somebody is, is, you know, taunting Pookie Loke's son for what, you know, that's not his beef. He didn't, he wasn't involved in that, so you know exactly. that's a, a terrible thing. You know, it's I, a terrible I thing. Man. That. And that, and that's one of the things that the culture has to realize too is the power, the power that's mm-hmm. that, that 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 you know you have when you have a platform, right? You can affect a lot your- of times with beef. A lot of times with rap beef, it's not even the two artists that end up coming to blow. It's it's, exactly. it's people on their teams. It's their entourage stuff that spills over. Exactly. You know. Um, and we can we can go down, so we can go down a long list, man. Biggie, Park. I mean, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, even even Fifty Cent in the game, there was there was a death that occurred in that beef. It obviously wasn't one of them, and it was somebody you know who was a friend of one of them who was unknown to the public. Exactly. So you know, just people who aren't even on stage and in the limelight are put in danger when when these beefs are are made public and and people want to act upon them and and you know send a message any way they feel that they can so yeah yeah man and uh man on that note hip-hop under siege hip-hop is under fire right now um let's start with the most recent little wayne um i guess he got caught with a gold-plated gun on a private jet and right now he's facing 10 years this isn't his first time is it I think it might it's not be. his first time because he he had got caught with an unlicensed gun in New York um, a few years back, and he actually spent a year at Rikers for that. Yeah. So you got to think of somebody like Little Wayne, who, you know, <clears throat> you gotta you gotta remember, you know, he's he's portrayed as this gangster, right? He he's a member of the Blood Gang. He he reps the Bloods, right? But we also have to remember, Little Wayne is somebody who's been rapping professionally since he was like 13 years old exactly you know we don't look at him like little bow wow right you know if little bow wow was walking around here with guns we'd probably be like you know what are you doing but we don't we don't look at wayne as little bow wow but we forget that you know he really has been 
a child star. You know, he really has been in this entertainment industry since 13 and actually even probably before that. So he's been seeing money and even making money for, you know, the majority of his life. And so, you know, when I think of it, it's like, how do you have time to join the gang when you're an entertainer? You know, how do you have time to get yourself entrenched? You know, you can look at other rappers who might have come up from that world and say, okay, maybe that's their past bringing them back. Maybe that's just where they are mentally and they can't, you know, break out of that, even though they have some success. But for someone like Little Wayne, you know, it's a sad situation because you look at him like, you know, don't you have the money to have security? If you want a gun around, you can't. You have security with licensed weapons. Why are you carrying the weapon? You know, you, you've been on tour buses and been in dressing rooms for, you know, the majority of your life, like I said, since 13. So where do you find the time to get wrapped up? in such activities but you know i don't know his life i can't speak on it like that you know it's a sad situation hey man you know what i don't have a thing to say about this i mean you you said it all and i I don't understand it um (laughs) you know i don't understand it i mean it's just you know it's chess not checkers you know what i'm saying (laughs) like i don't you said it you so you gotta you gotta smarter. Make, you gotta think smarter, you know, and make the right moves. I don't I don't get it, you know. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you know, it's rough, man, because you know we saw Little Wayne stand up, take a picture with President Trump, and he uh, endorsed him, uh-huh. and now he's got this. So you know, a lot of people made jokes like it was a little too late. You know, he's trying to get a pardon, but. What you gonna do now, cuz? You know, <laughs> man, ten years, bro. That's tough. I hope he doesn't catch it. You know. Nah, uh, nah. Shout out to Weezy, man. I hope he uh beats the chase. But I mean, man, shout out to Lil Wayne. Um, you know, like we said, moving forward, hip hop is under fire. So, the next person who's being looked at is G Herbo from Chicago, hometown hero. Yeah. Um, you know, somebody who's really been doing right by his city. Um, he's not necessarily a drill artist even though he came up in that era i think he's a little bit more lyrical and his topics are are more varied than your normal drill tracks um but you know somebody like him who's come up from the you know hardest areas of chicago make it out on the music reality rap and um you know he was giving back to his community by oh you know starting uh charities for you know ptsd to you know teach children about that to you know offer therapy to people who otherwise couldn't afford it um but you know, right now he's being accused of fraud one of chicago's uh most you know one of chicago's oldest scams one of chicago's oldest you know licks professions whatever you want to call it um but yeah, man, I mean, if you, I don't have to tell you, if you've, if you've grown up in Chicago, you know that card cracking is something that, you know, people get into, you know, find your pin number, get your card, crack it, pull the scams, get the ATM money. So okay. that's what the feds have been saying that Herbo has been wrapped up in. You know, they say he, he had, you know, fake IDs to 
you know, withdraw yeah. money from separate accounts to use that money to, you know, pay for private jets, to pay for luxurious vacations, Jamaican villas, um, you know, luxury designer puppies. Um, what's crazy is that the star witness in his case is his ex-girl, Ari Fletcher, who is now going out with Moneybag Yo. Mm. Um you know, Herbo is engaged to a new woman. She is also pregnant. So his life is on the up and up. But at that same token, over the years, Ari has proved to be one of those exes who is just unbearable. She can't let go. So, you know, she says she's not going to snitch. Um, she's, you know, been subpoenaed. Um but the optics don't look right. You know, she, she, you know, recently dissed this man on Twitter. So, you know, a lot of fans are looking like, you know, this is a messy situation. One, if you really did it, Herbo, you know, why? Just like Little Wayne, you're already at a level where you can, you know, make your money work for you. You can invest. You can do a lot of different things outside of cracking cards, fraud, or scam. Mm-hmm. But on the other token, it's like, you know, look at look at this woman who had a relationship with Herb and, you know, she should be moved on at this point. Hopefully it's not a vindictive thing with her working with with the feds. But, you know, hey, it's sticky. You hate to see it. Shout out G Herbo. <laughs> if you haven't if you haven't listened to PTSD, check that out. It's a good track. Yes, sir. You know, great album. Yeah, great album. Great album. Um, um, moving Herbo. on. Uh, uh, Casanova. Uh, yeah. Hold on. What what were you gonna say about Herbo? I know you had some. No, no, no. I'm just gonna say he he pleaded not guilty, and if he is, uh, yeah, yeah, and if he is um convicted, it'll be up six years is what he's looking Sheesh. at right now, which is crazy because like you said, he's got a new baby coming on the way. He got a kid. Yeah. So, um, man, he's one of Chicago's young pioneers currently. So, uh, shout out to the East Side. Shout out to Herbo. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. Moving on. Casanova. Yeah, Casanova. Like it, it, it's it's a lot of people getting hit right now. So Casanova is right now facing a RICO charge. RICO. Um, you know they're saying that the gang, I think it's something Guerrilla Nation. Um, but you know the gang that he is in, was involved in in uh, New York, they're saying that that whole gang has been involved in selling cocaine crack pills marijuana just you know drugs um but also they they're linking drugs. his yes yes whole <laughs> lot of drugs they're also linking <laughs> they're also linking his uh gang to a uh, uh murder of a 15 year old mm. now you know if you don't know how rico charges are you know 69 got caught up on a rico charge um yeah. last year with with uh, uh treyway mm-hmm. and you know he famously snitched and got out uh, you know, during that situation, he had beefed with Casanova. They had asked Casanova, what would you do in this situation? Casanova was like any millionaire would snitch. So, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, is he going to cooperate now that he's in this situation? Right. Um, aside from the fact, aside from that fact, um, real quick, you know, if you don't know what a RICO is, basically you can get charged just for association. So if you're around people and, you know, if the feds feel that you knowingly know that illegal activity is going on and, you know, you're not removing yourself, you're, you know, you might not be physically committing these crimes, but if they feel that your money is in any way funding 
this operation or if if you're giving people tips and tricks to not get caught, get out of the way, if you're an advisor, if you're an associate of any form or capacity, you do not have to be directly involved. You can still be brought up on a RICO charge, which charges every associate with the same charge. Absolutely. And if they and if they designate you as the ringleader or the boss, anything, mm-hmm. any charge that anybody involved with it gets hit 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 with, you get hit with. Yes, so, sir. You know, some of the biggest gangsters out here, um, that's how they got them. They got them on Rico charges locked up forever, mm-hmm. right? Um, man, you hate to you hate to hear this because I mean that's 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 intense. That means when the feds come and get you for a Rico, that means that they have probably years. Of they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the feds say they've been looking at him and his crew for like nine years. Right. Um, it, and, and it sucks because Casanova is somebody who's been seen at Jay-Z's Rock Nation brunch. Um, I'm yeah. pretty sure he was also signed to Rock Nation. So, you know, to see where he's come from, to see where he was at, like, you're definitely elevating in life. It's just another thing that we keep saying, like, you know, you're at this level. Why? You know, I'm sure you're in a whole nother level of life. You can have better opportunities to network than the average man. You know, you have more money to play with, to invest with. So, you know, it might be slower money than what you're accustomed to when coming up. But, you know, at some point you got to you got to switch things up because more eyes are on you, especially in New York. You know, more eyes are on you. Yeah. And I mean, for, for you young upcoming hip hop artists, I mean, look at the, the, the history. Look at the history, man. Once you break into the industry leave that stuff alone you know leave that shit alone because yes. it'll come back yes. to bite you you got the light on you now right people there's no question if they looking they looking you know they're, they're looking at you they're gonna they're gonna ask about yeah. you they're gonna look at your history uh learn from the mistakes yeah. of others man like once you break into that industry anything that you think can incriminate you you stay away from bro you stay away from yeah. you know yeah you might have to cut off you see people doing dirt get out yeah Yeah. exactly um you know just like we were talking about with academics dj vlad is another person who's under fire because the feds had named you know they said that they had got some info to actually that vlad tv from vlad tv yes so there was a there's a casanova interview on vlad tv um vlad is somebody who's just like act he's going to have you know the salacious content and he asks people questions like, you know, verify this in your lyrics. Have you done this? And, you know, a lot of these rappers, they just want to keep it up. So they answer the questions. They say, yes, I was there. I did this. I did that. And, you know, the feds clearly, you know, it's always been a joke. Right. And Vlad has always said no fed has ever said they used my video. Well, they're saying it right now. They said they pulled up a Casanova interview done by Vlad and they used some of his answers to build this case. So, you know, you know, be smarter. Don't, don't snitch on yourself. Come on. Cause you think it's cool. Come on the car. Don't go on Vlad TV. Exactly. We won't get you caught up. We won't get you caught up. (laughs) Um, You know, hip hop, it just continues to get a little bit worse. Um, yeah. Zoe Dallas, he, you know, he had a hit with, um, I think DJ Khaled, but if, if it I wasn't, it was, you know, I just want to, 
Run to the money, run. So he he was the one who has that song, right? Zoe Dallas um, seemed to be out of the public eye for a little bit. Um, I haven't really heard of anything. I haven't seen him causing any trouble. So it's kind of exciting, or not exciting, but it's kind of um, surprising to me. Hip-hop is dangerous, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hip-hop is dangerous. Um, it's a real thing. Uh, hip hop, hip hop artists are targeted historically, and uh, man, it's just got to be smarter. We got to be smarter than one step ahead. Um, yes, sir. I was I was just gonna wrap up this topic with uh, you know prayers to Fresher as well. He's a, I guess, an underground artist or somebody who really. You know, it's low key in the industry. He's had a few minor hits, but he's also been on an Eminem song. Um, but Fresher, he was, I guess, waiting to film some type of food related content in New Jersey where he's from. Mm. He said he was waiting for his camera guy in Newark, New Jersey, and he was just waiting outside for 40 minutes of this establishment where he was going to shoot. Um, you know, obviously he said he had the Gucci belt on. He was dressed like a rapper, you know, but he's standing in New Newark, New Jersey by himself for 40 minutes. Um, if you don't know Newark, it gets real out there. So somebody robbed him, you know, they pistol whipped him and they robbed him. Um, he didn't get shot. You know, he still has his life. But, you know, that's that's just a cautionary tale to, you know, move smarter, even even if you're not actively beefing with anybody. Um, times are hard right now. So, you know, dressing like a million bucks and standing in a place like Newark, you know, you, you're kind of you look like open season. You're in, you know, you might be inviting the wrong energy to you. It shouldn't be like that, but yeah, it is. it's one of the things where people got to move a little bit smarter. And, you know, if you're a public figure and you're a known figure, you know, people are going to assume that you got it. You look like you got it, but people are going to assume that you got it. So they're going to, they're going to try to test you. And and that's what happened, but you know, he's alive. So he's safe. And, you know, let's, let's pray that hip hop does better because it's rough out there right now. It's really rough. Hey, hey, move with a purpose, man. Move a little bit smarter, y'all. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's right. Um, let's, let's wrap up this hip-hop topic with some good news. Kid Cudi had dropped Man on the Moon 3. Cudi. Um, man, bro, I've been a Cudi fan since he first dropped Day and Night. I remember being senior year in high school when I saw the song got uploaded on MySpace probably like two days prior. Like, right. it, you know, MySpace used to have that music player and his song popped up and I was like, this song is crazy. Like, who is this? I clicked on him. He was just another MySpace user. Song was uploaded like two days before that. So I just started following him. <laughs> you know, from there, he, he dropped a kid named Cuddy in the summer. Um, by the time I started at DePaul, you know, freshman year, at the end of freshman year, like beginning of sophomore year, he had dropped Man on the Moon 1. Classic. You know, he's had an illustrious career since then. He's had Man on the Moon 2. Um, but now he wrapped up that series with Man on the Moon 3. Um, after some bumps in his career, you know, he's he's um, 
he's lived that rock star lifestyle. He's, you know, there's videos of him passing out drunk on the streets. You know, he's indulged in drugs. Um, you know, he had a domestic abuse run in. He obviously been battling depression for his whole career. Famously, that's what, you know, that's, you know, a big, big chunk of his music. Um, but he's also gone to rehab. He's come out on the other side. He said he feels better. He knows how to cope with his uh, illnesses. And to see him drop Man on the Moon 3 in a good headspace to wrap up that classic series with, you know, the final part of that trilogy and the sales projections have just come in. Um, they said he's on pace to sell 175,000 copies in his first week, um, only being number two to Taylor Swift. So, um, yeah, man, he's he's definitely had a great place in his career. Um, and it's cool to see somebody still still around. You know, he's he's been one of those guys to have a proprietary sound. You know, nobody sounds like Cuddy. Absolutely. He doesn't sound like anybody else. Uh-huh. And, you know. He's been able to thrive out here where a lot of people have, uh, you know, kind of fell out of relevance. So that's, that's a, a that, good story. Hey, that was a great rundown of who Kid Cudi is, man. I used to get high as hell. <laughs> yeah. It's a man on the moon. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, what's crazy is, is his music. It, it crosses genres and it touches people. Um, I remember uh, when I first went to Japan, uh man, I hit the club. They were they were playing Cuddy in the club, you know, when I was in JP. So it's like, man, having that type of reach and uh, you know, it's always admirable in the artist, because a lot of artists can't do that, right? And um, yeah, shout out to Kid Cuddy, man, man on the moon three. If you haven't checked it out, you can go check it out. Yeah. Um, highly recommended and, and like you said, to for him to be in the, the headspace that he is and come out with this uh work of art is uh is exciting. So and I, and I think that we needed this in 2020. I think we needed that boost. Yeah, I'm saying I was watching my Bears, man. You know the NFL is in full swing. I mean, uh, it's been an emotional roller coaster. Obviously, a COVID-19 roller coaster. All of these these teams trying to stay healthy, uh, players trying to stay healthy through this pandemic. But um, sports, I will say, has bought bought a uh, light light to the darkness. Um, but man, I also have to bring something up, uh, NCAA, because um, I saw that a lot of university universities they they uh, canceled their uh, graduations and canceled their uh, school years. Right? They stopped classes, um, but they're still playing football. What you think about that? The NCAA is not going to they do not want to give up these programs. This is what brings in the money for these schools. So it's really weird for us to see that schools are shut down, right? Mm -hmm. And rightfully so, you know, people should be staying home. So it's not necessarily that the schools are shut down, but it's just, you know, in-person learning is shut down. So, you know, stay home. But, you know, these programs, I, I was making a parallel to the restaurant industry. You know, when they when when all these places are saying, you know, no in-person dining, they get creative. They, you know, beef up their outdoor seating capacity. So, you know, before they might have had a little bit of seating outside, you know, they're they're finding ways to extend that or, you know, utilize 
the uh, the back area or the parking lot or whatever. You know, a lot of these places are trying to expand their dining to get the most that they can um, out of the customer. Now that, you know, places are getting cold, we've seen that they're putting up tents, they're putting up bubbles for people to basically sit inside, outside. So that same thing is going on in the NCAA. When you have to shut down and you can't be in person, the first thing they're thinking about is how do we make this money? Because, you know, these coaches are getting paid almost NFL salaries. The students aren't getting paid, but the only way you can pay these coaches a salary that much is when you bring in way more than, you know, so to even be available, you know, to even be able to afford that type of salary. So, you know, this is big money and, you know, they're going to try to find any way they can around it. So whether that is frequent testing, you know, whether, you know, cause I, they're still traveling. So it's not like it's a bubble. Right. So it's, it's frequent, it's frequent uh, traveling, but you know how students are, man. Like you have these games and if students can't, you know, be in person to learn or be on campus, but they're able to go to these games, they're going to go to the games. And that's how you have things like how we were talking about last episode or our last, you know, solo episode where, what was it, Notre Dame, and they ran onto the field. So, you know, it's a recipe for disaster. Maybe you should just, you know, close it and not, you know, allow an audience. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where the smart thing would be to just shut down completely everything. But, you know, the, the money, the money, the money is going to drive them. It's too great. You can't you can't leave that money on the table. You got to keep going. So exactly. exactly. And students we, are paying for it. And we know any college basketball, any college football is huge, bro. Huge margins, huge, huge revenues. Just, I mean, you know, and uh, man, I'm, I'm just hoping that, you know, uh, the students are safe. The athletes are safe. That's right. And they forgive these student loans. <laughs> Come on, cuz. Come on, cuz. And I'm just, you know, I'm just spurred that out there. I'm just talking about it, man, because now, now even the landscape of, of college, right? Even the landscape of college has changed, bro. Like, hey, I heard Biden. I heard Biden talk about forgiving student loans. Let's, you know, let's, let's hold him to that because <laughs> that, that's something right there that could help, you know, the economy. the economy i know a lot of people sit there and say well i paid student loans so you should but look i i've paid i've paid a good chunk of my student loans if he could if he could forgive the remaining that would be great even if i did pay mine in full i would still f- fight for that because i mean look man it, it's a hard thing to come out of have to get a job that's you know entry level and you're going to want to work your way up in a company and you got to, you know, not only pay rent if you're living on your own, but, you know, if you also a car note, you got to pay your student loans, too. So it's just, you know, big bills, huge bills where, you know, if you didn't have if you didn't necessarily have that and you know how the world has changed, you know how the world has changed. You know, our parents, you know, when they got a college, when they got a college degree, they were able to buy a house really young, start a family really young. You know, and it times wasn't have as changed. expensive. It wasn't as exactly, college, college exactly. Was college wasn't as expensive. Colleges has only gotten more expensive. Exactly. Salaries have only been whittled down. Uh-huh. 
you know, salaries aren't as high as they used to be. So um, the way the way the the world or the working world works, people don't stay at one company for 30 years anymore. You know, people are moving every two to three years. So, you know, it's harder for our generation to get stabilized. You know, you don't see a lot of homeowners. Um, you know, people are still getting married out there. But like I said, you know, owning a home is a huge part of, you know, building your independence and, you know, having that home equity is a, is a huge part of, um, you know, people's financial independence. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, I it, it, it might save the, uh, it might not, not save because nothing's happened yet, but you know, boost the economy. It definitely helps stimulate the economy to, to give people, to give people that opportunity to, to use the money they would rather be putting into their student loans to use that money to, you know, invest in housing. To and they, were, they were projecting a hit save. to the housing. They were projecting a hit to the housing market. And that's what I'm saying is that exactly. it, might, it, it might prevent that if you, we mm-hmm. had disposable income to be able to purchase. Exactly. Uh, you know, versus mm-hmm. paying a $400 student loan payback, you know, for exactly edu- for education that's not paying somebody as much as they should be getting. You know? Yes, I mean, exactly. It's a lot of factors, exactly. you know. But exactly. I, so I wonder what they're going to do, man, because a lot of these classes are online now. A lot of uh, mm-hmm. MBA programs are online, you know, graduate and undergraduate, um, I guess I should say. Um, so I'm wondering if they're going to adjust because, man, a lot of, you know, unfortunately, this might, a lot of colleges and universities might close because of this, you know, because people, yeah. they won't have to live on campus. They won't have to go on mm-hmm. campus. So yeah. we'll see, man. Hopefully uh, education changes for the better. And uh, Yeah. And, you know, that, that goes back to the vaccine, you know, um, let's hope for the best with this vaccine and, and hopefully it can, it can push us in the right direction where, uh, this disease is is not a threat, or hopefully it gets eradicated. Right. Um, and you know we can go back on campus, and we can uh, get back to a social world. Yeah, twenty twenty one, baby, full speed ahead. We right here. Hey, man. that's a whole deep dive, man. Just getting back into the world. I know it's gonna be some bumps for people. I know people have, you know, I know people have gotten used to just you know, kind of isolating for a while. So it's going to be a little strange when you're back into the real world and you're around so many people. I know it's going to, it's going to take some time for people to get used to that again. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. A, it's another conversation for another day. <laughs> yeah. A lot of introverts were created during this. That's for sure. Yeah. No, sure. you know, Hey, we got Christmas coming up, man. We got new year's coming up. Speaking of 2021, uh, you done your yeah. Christmas shopping yet? I have, I have, I got my, I got my list ready. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get at least two gifts per person. Right now, I've got one gift for everybody in my immediate family so far. Oh, and that's 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 in addition to stocking stuffers. Okay. So you know, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to be smart with the money, but I'm also trying to make sure that everybody gets at least two gifts and a stocking stuffer from me. So you know. With COVID, you don't really want to be out and about, and that kind of eliminates last-minute shopping. Yeah, and you can't just cop something and it shows up at your door tomorrow. So you got to really plan and buy something, knowing that that delivery date it's going to hit you in time for Christmas. So hey, plan so ahead, y'all. Been, yeah, I definitely been pushing myself to um, shop online and shop early 
Yeah. And, you know, make sure things come in, man. How about you? I heard you, you know, you, you texted me that you were wrapping gifts before we hopped on. You <laughs> hey, know? man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did the exact same thing you did. I got some stock yeah. stuffers. Uh, I had some some family members who were like, man, nah, I don't even worry about it. Nothing this year. But I'm not mm-hmm. trying to hear that, man. I'm coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Send, still, send, still send some, some hey, cheer, man. some holiday hey, hey, cheer, hey. you know. Everybody needs it. Santa Claus Paul is coming, you feel me? Hey, like? hey, uh, Santa Paul coming to town. Xmas, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on, cuz. I'm coming to town, man. Yes, sir. I'm, yes, sir. I'm, I'm dropping in and dropping gifts, bro. Just, you know, just yes, to maximize day, let them know that you're thinking about them. I think that's the mm-hmm. most important thing. I don't even think it's That'd about be the great. gift. It's not even about yeah. the gift. You know, it could be socks. It could be mm-hmm. it could be a t-shirt. It don't matter, man. Yes, just, sir. Just a little something to, to uplift. Kind podcast t-shirts coming soon. You hear me? You hear me? Fresh cake here the first. day. We get yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. Thing come on, come on, come on, come on. All right, all right. So we're Talk about you know it. we're we're coming up. We're coming up to this uh this Christmas season. You know, we we both want to continue that uh, tradition of providing gifts, not just for the material or the monetary, but you know, just to brighten up somebody's day and make the day special, especially during this year. Uh, let people know that, you know, you're thinking of them. Um, so, you know, however you, however you and your family celebrate Christmas, we at the COD would like to wish you a Merry Christmas, wish you a happy holiday season, whatever you celebrate. Um, but, you know, we're, we're also coming up on that new year and you know this is covid so it changes things a little bit i don't think i really have any plans other than you know maybe just chilling at the crib um how about you what what you got going on for for this uh 2021 same thing man i'm gonna be chilling with the family uh but i am gonna put some thought into and uh obviously we'll probably we'll 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 drop a couple episodes for the holidays and uh, hey you know you know (laughs) what uh yeah we won't leave you hanging yeah, yeah, yeah. We ain't gonna leave you hanging, but and uh, I challenge everybody, man. Come up with your uh, New Year's resolutions now, yeah. um, man. Think of something that can be help thankful, that. man. Yeah, because yeah. 2020 showed us that it could all be going in an instant. It can all go wrong, man. Uh, you know, uh, me personally, I've taken some losses, family members, friends. Um, yeah, it's really real out here. So you really have to mm-hmm. appreciate the time that you have with people. You have to appreciate the blessings that's been bestowed upon you um, and, and don't take anything for granted. So just think about something that, you know, uh, you can you can be better at or something you want to work to be better at and, and yes, something sir. and something new that you can learn. I mean, this is a time of discovery as well, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and, and unfortunately and fortunately, the economic uh, the economic climate has forced people to challenge themselves and and learn something new in order to survive so it's like why not reinvent you hey why not reinvent yourself and learn something new uh early so yeah i challenge Mm -hmm. everybody out there man start thinking about that now and uh, but we'll get back to that on on that episode yes sir yes sir hey episode 23 it's the cod you know what it is Peace. peace